0: Welcome to the Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast.
1: I beat Stop Singer. Toss on off the first in time to get seven. Three-run Homer Robinson. Cano off the lefty specialist Fernando Abad. And the Mariners lead it five to four. Goodbye, baseball. Straight. Center field, Cano Owen Cruz go back to back. And the king, when the Mariners needed him the most, two hits
0: over seven, scored innings.
2: Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. And welcome back, Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Gary Hill here. Hope you had a good weekend. Thanks for coming back, as always. I certainly appreciate it. Mariners good weekend as they take two of three from the Texas Rangers boy it was I mean you think back to when the how this weekend started with the surprise news of James Paxton going on the disabled list and all of a sudden your three weekend starters Gallardo DeYoung and Overton not exactly what you had mapped out in early May, but that was the case in this uh, series against the Rangers, and the Mariners end up winning the series. And they had a winning homestand, 4-2 and two on the homestand. Now back out onto the road. Today is an off day, and then on to Philly and Toronto. We'll talk more about the series coming up in the podcast tomorrow. So we'll do a series preview coming up tomorrow. In this one, we're going to talk about the weekend also, Jerry DePoto sat down with Mike Blowers and Aaron Goldsmith. Really good stuff in there. So, about a 10 minute conversation coming up in a few minutes that you'll enjoy. Also, the week that was. So, a jam full podcast on a Monday after the Mariners take two of three from the Texas Rangers. A couple of housekeeping items. Uh, you can always follow at MarinersPod on Twitter. That way, you know exactly when the episodes come out. You can follow me on Twitter, at Gary Hill Jr., and if you go through iTunes to grab the podcast, leaving uh, a high rating, preferably, (laughs) that'd be nice, (laughs) would be great. It helps us and is very much appreciated, so we thank you for that, or wherever you grab the podcast. It's on Stitcher, it's on TuneIn, it's on iTunes. If you want to grab it anywhere else, uh, let me know. I can try and make that happen as well, so... Uh, I can get to work on that, but let me know. And you can always reach me on Twitter or email PXP at com. All right, so the Mariners taking on the Texas Rangers. And again, Paxton injured, so he goes on the DL. And the Mariners end up playing a marathon game on Friday, although at this point, I feel kind of bad calling it a marathon game. As I record this, I'm watching the Yankees-Cubs on Sunday Night Baseball, and this thing is in the 18th inning. So Mariners played 13 on Friday, but that seems fairly short compared to the one that's going on right now. I wonder I wonder if I'll be finished recording this podcast by the time this game's over. They might run out of pitching by then. So the Mariners played 13 on Friday, a frustrating game in that uh, it was 1-1 to all the way until the 13th inning. And then Odor smacks a two-run home run, and the Mariners end up losing game one of the series 3-1. to So they go down in game one of the series. Game two was a close one, a game that was going back and forth, back and forth. And then the seventh inning just changed everything. Big hits all the way around for the M's. Pitch from Alvarez, swung on, bounced up the middle, topspin into
3: center field. Scoring is Segura, right behind is Heredia. Danny Valencia delivers a two-run single to the Mariners. Take a 5-1 lead here against the Texas Rangers, and a big smile at first base for Danny V.
2: Big hit there, and the seventh inning just kept on rolling. 3-1 to Gemmel,
3: and a pitch swung on, line drive, left center field. Valencia scoring, here comes Mata right behind him. Gamble with his second hit of the inning. Two more on the board for Seattle. It's 8-1 Mariners.
2: And they turned what was a close game into a not-so-close game, thanks to that, as the Mariners end up getting the win in game two of the series, 8-2. DeYoung was very good. Six innings in that one, four hits, just one run Kept the game very close. Kept the game at ones until the Mariners explode for a seven spot in the seventh inning. Segura had three more hits. He just continues to roll right along. He scored a couple of times. Heredia had two hits out of the two-hole. Seeger a couple of knocks. Seeger had a really good weekend. He was smashing the ball all over the yard. Uh, Motter had a couple of hits. Gamel had two hits and two RBIs as well. So just a nice night offensively. So, uh, brought us to yesterday as the Mariners were looking for a series win and a winning homestand against the Rangers. And this was a nice game, a game where Overton was getting the call on the mound to take the spot of Paxton, who went on the DL. We'll have an update, too, on Paxton coming up in a few minutes when we hear from Jerry DePoto. So, he handed it off to the bullpen, and they did the job. Bergman making a season debut for the Mariners. Three and two-thirds, just one run. Vincent, two-thirds, no runs. Scrabble comes in, three pitches, a punch out. He grabs the win, and Diaz closed it down for a sixth save, one inning, a couple of strikeouts on 18 pitches. This game was 3 nothing Rangers heading into the seventh inning. So the Rangers had a 3 nothing lead. Mariners at that point into the Rangers' bullpen, And then, again, for the second night in a row, the seventh inning was huge, and these were just grind them out at bats all inning long. Seager led things off with a walk. Moderate would walk, so runners on first and second. Heredia grounded into a fielder's choice. Freeman comes on to pinch hit. He fans. So Dyson is up. He's got two strikes on it, but he earns a walk. So they're loaded up for Gene Segura. 3-1 3-1 pitch. Here we go. Two outs. Bases
3: loaded. Here in the bottom of the seventh. The pitch from the clerk, and it is taken for ball four. Forces in a run, and the Mariners are on the board. It's 3-1, Texas.
2: So 3-1 at that point. Bases are loaded, but two outs. Danny Valencia comes into pinch hit. Originally in the starting lineup, dealing with a sore hamstring though. So Motter got the start in his spot at first base, but. He came off the bench to pinch hit. Bases loaded, two outs, and comes up huge.
3: Claudio deals. Pitch swung on broken bat. Looper. Center field. That's going to tie it. Heredia scores. Dyson right behind him. Segura to third. Danny Valencia has tied it up in the seventh. New ball game here at Safeco
1: Field.
2: Brand new game. The Mariners scored 13 runs in the series, 10 of them in seventh innings. Seven runs in game two, three runs in the game yesterday. So the Mariners tie it up. And then in the eighth inning, Kyle Seager stepped to the plate, and he comes up large. The set and the 2-0 to Kyle. Swing and a drive. Deep to right center field.
1: Back she goes. Two to the wall. Goodbye baseball. Kyle Seager giving the Mariners a 4-3 lead here in the box with his second home run of the season right over the top of the 380 marker in right center holy smokes what a ball game this afternoon Kyle and Cano with the hip bump right in front of the Mariners first base dugout Seeger with a home run Mariners have the lead for the first time in this ball game four to three here in the bottom of the eighth and the crowd is going wild
2: Great crowd on Sunday. That was a fun ball game. Mariners now 15 and 17, creeping closer to 500. Now 10 and 5 at home, playing great baseball at Safeco Field, playing great baseball against the Rangers. Now 5 and 1 against Texas this year. And this series win, you have to give a lot of credit to the pitching, especially with the injuries they've happened. I mean, Saturday, uh, Friday rather, the extra inning game. I mean, the Mariners lost two pitchers in one inning because of injury, including Evan Marshall. We'll hear his update, too. He's going to be out for a while, which is really unfortunate. Hurt his hamstring in the 11th inning after just a couple of pitches. So, I mean, they've had to use the DL a ton. The shuttle has been in full effect from Tacoma to Seattle, just trying to keep fresh arms uh, on the staff. and. And this pitching staff in the three-game series, 31 innings pitched, seven earned runs. That's a 2.03 ERA. Eight walks and 29 strikeouts. That is excellent work by the pitching staff. That is really impressive stuff. So that was great to see as the Mariners have a very good homestand. They get the win. Now they'll hit the road. To take on Philadelphia and Toronto, we'll talk about that in the podcast tomorrow. Right now, though, let's get the long reaction from the skipper. Yeah, you know, quite a ball game. Um, you know, going into it, a
4: little shorthanded in the starting pitcher department. Uh, you know, Overton kind of gave us all he could. We didn't play very good defense behind him. We made some mistakes. We we're kind of like we we're sleepwalking out there. There's three or four innings, but uh, you know, Bergman came in. Uh, really kind of settled the game down. Did a nice job, and then. Our offense, you know, not a lot of hits today, but really grinded out some at-bats and, and hung in there. You know, Dyson's down 0-2 and he walks and, you know, getting a good spot for Danny Valencia, uh, who gets a big knock for us. And, you know, Kyle Seeger had a really good series. You know, didn't always show up in the box scoring a number of hits, but you know, the number of balls he has hit hard in the last three or four games, he's really starting to get locked in. So, uh, you know, nice thing we're starting to, you know, get our offense rolling a little bit. And it's, it's been different guys almost every night, and uh, that's what it takes. And you know, there's, there's no doubt about that. But, you know, uh, those two guys pitching for us early in the game hung in there. And that's what we were asking out of them. And, and they did it and gave us a chance. So a uh, nice series win after losing that first extra inning game on Friday night.
2: Kyle's first home run here. I know he hit a lot of balls hard and the had one even today. Mentally, is that a nice thing just for him to kind of be able to get out of the way?
4: Oh, I, I think he feels good about where his swing's at right now, even though they're maybe not getting all the results, like I said, showing up. And like you said earlier today, flies out to the wall in left center. Um, so I think he's in a really good place mentally. I, I do. Uh, the one thing about Sieg's is he knows at the end of the year his numbers will be there, and he's very confident in his ability. And you know he, he's a, uh, constantly working, you know, on his swing and trying a good spot. But uh, he's seeing the ball really good right now. You scratched Danny before the game. Forward, uh, he had a tight hamstring. Yeah, his hamstring was bothering him. Uh, I felt it after the game last night. Came in, tried to get some work done in the train room and. You know, he, he was in there. He said, Skip, I, you know, I've had issues with this in the past. So, you know, made sense. Uh, you know, run moderate out there. And I said, are you ready to pinch hit? He said, I'll be ready. And he was. You know, that's kind of you know, what it takes, everybody chipping in. Did you say anything to Overton before the game, Scott?
3: Uh, just give me what you can.
4: Yeah, you. no. I think, you know, we know we're going to get out of o. He's done a good job for us out of the bullpen and, and stretches. and. I really thought he threw the ball better than than the pitch count got up because we didn't make some plays behind him. You know, we made a couple errors, the ball gets by the catcher on a strikeout and and, and stuff like that, which when you're in a game like this, every out is so important and to keep that pitch count in check. And I just thought where we're at in the game, knowing that we had some length out of Bergman down there and pitches were getting up 65-70 range and it was time to, to make a move. And Bergman did a nice job. He came in settled the game down is what we needed.
5: When you say different
4: guys every night, do you mean the roster? or uh... <laughs> Yeah, the 40-man roster, <laughs> not just the 25-man. But, uh, yeah, you know, our, our offense is going to be the key uh, for us, I think, as we get rolling here in the stretch that we're at, kind of with our starting pitching banged up, you know, with, with Pax out, Felix out, you know, Smiley out. You know, we're asking a lot of our young guys. Um, Fortunately for us, our bullpen has stepped up. It was a very good series for our bullpen. We're asking a lot out of them. They know that. And uh, they're looking forward to the challenge. Uh, we've got guys down there and have a lot of confidence and try to put them in the right spots
5: and let them go. When you have so many new people on the roster, what's the challenge for you as a manager?
4: Oh, I think you gotta, you got know, to try to put them in spots to have success. But there's going to be times where you don't quite know what you're going to get. And uh, the thing we talked about, you know, around our team is our environment here in this clubhouse really good. Our veteran players helping out the younger guys, even the new guys that are coming in, um, and our coaching staff as well. So really important to get those guys comfortable, you know, and then let them go play. They got ability. There's no doubt about that. Has Diaz taken a step forward these last few guys? Depends who you talk to. Mm-hmm. Some people say no. Some people say yes. I think he's throwing the ball very well. You know, part of being the life of a closer is you are going to give up a home run once in a while that hurts you that's part of it you know um, Eddie's shown the resiliency to bounce back he's got a very short memory which you have to have as a closer Um, the ball's coming out of his hand good you know he's going to make a few mistakes it happens and he's 23 years old you know we got to keep that in context too but I love him I love him giving the ball in the ninth inning I feel good about it every time I do and you know he's going to get the job done he'll continue to get a job this team seems to have the formula at home. Here, you just to carry this on the road. Now. No doubt. Yeah, after the rough uh, start we had on the road, um, we got to, you know, right the ship a little bit there. We go into Philly and then Toronto. Um, you know, hopefully, like I said, offense. We need to hit. We're going to need to score runs. Um, confidence is very high right now. Uh, after the, the shaky first 10, 12 games we played, we're starting to get some momentum going, and hopefully, we can continue.
2: Yeah, great to see. Great weekend for the M's. They take two of three from the Rangers. Right now, let's hear from the general manager of the Mariners, Jerry DiPoto, with Aaron Goldsmith and Mike Blowers.
0: Doing one on Blowers and Butcher. The 2 1 pitch on the way now. Swung on on a fly ball, hit to deep center field and way back.
1: I've got the power! Hips to the track, he's to the wall! Grand time! Mike Blowers I've got the power. has cleared him off with a four run blast. And all of a sudden, it is nine to two. Got the power. A mammoth home run deep over the left center field fence as Edmonds went back as far as he could. Got the power. So Mike Flowers, with his 11th home run, four more RBIs, and he has six tonight.
0: It is the special general manager edition of Sundays with Blow. Jerry. Thanks for swinging by.
5: How are you? That was the best intro in the history of man. <laughs> I, said, I want to highlight show that. in my life? It helps if you have
6: Dave Niehaus
0: go on. No, no kidding. Was going on. It's terrific. Yeah. Jerry, it's good to see you. It's, uh, it seems like you've been busy.
5: It has been a challenging five weeks, but uh, you know, particularly a challenging ten days or so. With all the movement and the injuries and, you know, May 7th, we have 10 guys on the disabled list. I I mentioned when we sat down, we've used 13 rookies this year. We're on May 7th. 15 players become Miranda and Diaz with a year less of service. And, and frankly, I think they're doing a really good job. Uh, it, it's, we've gotten remarkable contributions from young players.
6: Speaking of changes, I, I know a lot of fans were watching the game. How's Evan Marshall?
5: Evan Marshall is probably going to be out for a while. Uh, pretty, I know it was termed a severe hamstring. We're, we're looking at something in the neighborhood of maybe two, three months. Wow. Uh, there was, uh, as, as Rick told me, when even coming off the field, that there was a, a, a depression or almost a hole in the back of his leg mm. where the hamstring is. So uh, pretty significant injury, and if you think about it, he spent his day you know, flying in to meet the team, sat down in the bullpen, and in a moment's notice was warming up on a mound to get in the game. So on a chilly night. Yeah, yeah. So we, we probably asked for that trouble.
0: You know, Jerry, we were talking about this on the broadcast last night. You get chased to young during spring training. You get Dylan Overton uh, right before spring training, and kind of with both those guys you had mentioned when talking to the media, this is good pitching depth for the Mariners, and uh, we did not think that by the first week of May that you'd be using that pitching depth, but how'd you make it to DeYoung last night and expectations for Overton moving forward?
5: Uh, you know, first I'm looking forward to seeing Dylan start a game. I thought he did a really nice job coming in and, and cleaning up a sloppy situation in Cleveland mm-hmm. last Sunday, and and he had a remarkably good spring. And I think all but one of his outings since the start of spring training has been very good. So uh, he, I'm looking forward to watching him start. I thought Chase did a great job last night. And the thing that strikes me the most about Chase is he's now started five games above Double A. He's 23 yeah. years old. He got thrown into this situation due to our need because of injury. And he stays so composed. He, he controls his breathing patterns. He throws strikes. Yeah, I looked up yesterday, and he, he's, in, he's in the middle of the lineup. He's had, in the middle of an at-bat with Nomar Mazara, and, and he said, I believe he had 22 pitches, and, and uh, nine of them were balls. And I thought, that's not your ordinary 23-year-old. And, and when you're calling into or tapping into your depth, that's what you're looking for is a guy who will stay composed and throw strikes because you're not anticipating they're going to go out there and throw seven shutout innings. But lo and behold, he probably did. It. Yeah. yeah.
6: Along the lines of the pitching side of things, I thought that Gallardo Gallardo took a step forward. Um, Just what have you thought of him so far? And it seems to me that now with these injuries, it's a good time for him to step up and and start taking a little bigger workload for your club.
5: I think so. And and I do think that for the most part, Gallardo has pitched much better than his numbers. Yeah. He's he's one of those guys in the in the world of advanced metrics, you know, his FIP is much lower than his ERA. The the components are there for him to be very good. We've seen velocity out of Yo all year long. And, and you know, from opening his first start forward, we've seen velocity, we've seen him start to sequence his pitches in a better way. He's he's using his fastball more aggressively, he's not nibbling around the strike zone, he's kept the walks in check, he's kept the ball in the ballpark and, and he's a veteran guy. I think he started to work very well with Chooch these last last two outings and and you know we saw him excellent in Oakland I thought he was very good here against Texas to to open up this series and the veteran presence when you have Felix and Pax and Smiley on the DL the veteran veteran presence is huge and and I believe we saw that from Yvonne the other night and and my expectation of him moving forward is that he continues to do what he's been doing and the results actually start to add up to the the process because the process has been pretty steady. What, you mentioned
6: Chooch. What, what's the what, now that Mike has been sent out um, with him and, and Tuffy? How's that going to work as you move forward?
5: You know, I think it's probably a one for one, or even Tuffy might get a little more action than than anticipated or than you might expect, largely because we don't want to. We don't want to run Chooch into right. the ground. Uh, yeah. He was brought here to be the backup to Mike with the understanding that Mike would play, you know, 67% of the time, you know, two and three. And I don't know that that's going to be the the same split with with Chooch. I know uh, Scott talking to him last night, Chooch is going to catch today. Uh, he's going to start one of the two games in Philly, and we're just going to play it day by day. And we don't want to run him into the ground based on a lot of things, not the least of which is his age. You know, he is 38 years old. And as tough as he is, that that is not – it's not ideal to, to run him out there three out of every four games. Jerry DePoto, Mariners general manager, is our guest. You know, Jerry, you look at all the moves that you
0: have made over the, over the course of your time with the Mariners, and a lot of the players you have acquired you have bought low on, right, looking at the guys to bounce back. One guy that you bought – at his absolute peak of his career, is Gene Segura, and so far Gene Segura has looked every bit of the guy that we saw last year. What have you made of the Mariners' shortstop so far?
5: I think he's been terrific, and it is remarkable how, how it, every time he steps in the in the box, I'm, I'm waiting to see barrel contact. Mm-hmm. The, this guy, the ball spends more time on his barrel than the hitter I've seen. It, it's crazy. It's uh, it's right center field. I said last night when he when he dropped a little swinging bunt in the infield, I. I said, "How nice is it in life when you're dropping the swinging bunt for your third hit of the game after hitting rockets all over the ballpark?" And you know, he's been good since the first day of spring training. He had a fabulous 2016 in Arizona. There's a reason why we went out to get him. I think he's played a good shortstop. He has—he's an electric base runner. And we saw him come off the DL, and he was a little ginger. I think he's starting to open it up again. And I've been excited about what he brings to the team. Our our offense has a chance to be really good. When these guys are all in in one place, we get Mitch Hanniger back. And you know, I, in the glass is half full way that I generally think these are the times, uh, the, these th- these types of adverse situations that we're in right now with all the injuries are the times where you find out you have something that you didn't know was quite as good as it turned out to be. And that in addition to players like Gene and Mitch Haniger and some of the young players that we have contributing with the stars that were already here, we got a chance to be okay. So, talking about the offense, um,
6: it looks like, Danny's going to get the bulk of the time, if not most of the time at first base. How, how, what do you feel about that? Obviously, over the last whatever it is, eight, nine games, he's been swinging the bat much better.
5: He has been swinging the bat better, you know, for the last week or week and a half especially. The thing, I said this to him two days ago down on the field that that I wanted to make sure he knew, that he heard from me. While he was going through his challenges with the bat, and they were vast, he, he got off to a really rough start. He has now since been on a torrid run and, and had a terrific night two nights ago but he's starting to hit the ball hard uh but more importantly throughout he has played excellent defense at first base and and while he was going through his his tumult with the bat to go out and contribute the way he did he saved our tails a couple of times with plays at first base and and kept us in games I do think he's going to get the the lion's share of the work at first base but you're going to see Taylor Motter over there a fair amount too and and today he'll get his rep Taylor has, committed, uh, has, has contributed so heavily to what we've done in the last five weeks. We don't want to see him sit there and rot either. So a left field start, a first base start, see him out there three, four times a week, and then the in game changes. And we have a nice mix as long as everybody's doing what they do. Felix. Felix is actually running ahead of schedule. so oh, good. Uh, that is encouraging. We're, we're fingers crossed if, if, in an optimistic world, we get him back in the next home homestand, uh, which is, fingers crossed, nice. right about the time we should hope to expect James Paxton back. So maybe we'll get healthy all at once That's and everybody greatness. can breathe.
0: Okay, Jerry, a minute left. So let's do um, 140 characters or less. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Describe. That's
5: not in my bag of tricks.
0: (laughs) We like to think that you're always evolving, Jerry. Always getting better. Always pushing yourself. Describe
5: this outfield defense. Land coverage. I I don't think too many balls hit the ground. And and in the light of, of things you don't expect, Guillermo Heredia is among the best defenders in the game. And and that is. That has been obvious, hasn't it? I mean, you look at his two home run robbing
0: catches. Of course, Hanniger has had one. And then he just catches everything in between.
5: Uh, Guillermo is remarkable. And it's, it's everything. He's the best ball reader that, that I've seen in the outfield in years. Really? Uh, the ball that he, when he picks the ball up off the bat, that initial break on the ball is remarkable. And And we have watched good outfield play here all year long. From Leonis, who's no longer with us, to Guillermo, to Ben Gamble, to Mitch Hanniger, to Gerard Dyson. It's every one of those guys. But Guillermo really stands out for what he's done.
6: I was reading the other day they were second in in defensive runs saved. And and you can go through a bunch of different things. But the thing that is amazing to me and is impressive, and I don't know how you compute this, Jerry, but to watch those guys, you mentioned Heredia, Gamble now, um, Hanniger when he was out there. They get to the base hit, they get to the ball so quickly and get it back in. And they all throw the ball extremely well. That over the course of the summer, I've talked about it many times, I don't know how many runs it's going to save you, but that's huge for pitchers.
5: It's huge. And and so much so that here we are last night. We're in game 31. And if you recall the ball that Mike Napoli hit into the left center field gap, it is the first time all year that we haven't cut the ball off in the gap and held the guy to a single Hmm. on that play. And, And it stood out. Like, wow. But it took running Taylor Motter out there, who's played one other game in left field all year long, he just wasn't, he wasn't acclimated to making that play.
0: Is that why we saw Taylor running the bases after the game?
5: Yeah. <laughs> no, that was just burning off the extra energy.
0: <laughs> hey, Jerry, this is, it's always fun to have you here on the show, and we know you're a busy man, especially lately, but thank you for your time. We
2: really appreciate it. Uh, always a pleasure, guys. And now it's time for the week that was. This is The Week That Was. A look back on
3: highlights and events of the Mariners past week. On
1: Mariners Magazine. The wind-up and the 0-1 swing and a well-hit ball deep to right field. Going and going. Goodbye baseball. Robinson Cano, don't you know, with his fifth home run of the season, puts the Mariners on the board. The 2-0 swing and a well-hit ball. Deep down the left field line. Going, going. Goodbye baseball. Line drive. Two-run home run. Gene Segura, his third of the season. She, oh she, Swing and it's barreled up left field,
0: Trouble. Heredia racing back, he's at the wall, Heredia leaps it! he makes the
1: catch!
0: He takes it back, his second robbery of the season. Pujols tags and scores. But Guillermo Heredia crashes into the wall, reaches above the yellow stripe, and pulls it back, and Simmons is robbed of what would have been his fourth home run.
4: Awesome. Um, What a play. You know, uh, to go back on that ball and jump, time it like he did over the wall. Huge play in the game. And he continues. I mean, the bats... Uh, the energy, the defense, uh, how he goes about it. really, really happy for him and happy we got him. He's been a big plus for
1: us. The 1-2 to Pujols. Swing and a miss. Strike three and a slider. And the ball game is over. The Mariners win it. A final score of 8-7 to seven over the Angels tonight. Miranda's
0: 1-2. Swing and a miss for strike three. Ariel Miranda, 100 pitches. And the century mark was a beauty. He strikes out the side here in the seventh. And Ariel Miranda fine work here tonight from Safeco Field. He has gone seven and has allowed only two runs. The 1-1. Swing and it's clobbered high. Has distance. Has a ton of carry. Revere cocking his neck. Looking up. This is into the second deck! Valencia, a one-out second deck smash into left field. And the Mariners
1: have taken an 8-2 to lead. Right ready. Delivers. Swing and a line drive. Base hit into right field. Beyond the reach. Amarte. heading for third. Rounding third, Dyson heading home, and he'll score. Up with the ball is Calhoun and right. The throw will go to second. So Ben Gamble, another hit, another run batted in. The Mariners now lead the Angels 9-3. Two RBIs for Gamble tonight. Swinging a pop-up into shallow right field. Hustling in as Gamble dives, and he makes the catch! Holy smokes, what a night for Ben Gamble. Really,
4: really happy. Uh, You know, the quality of his at bats have have always been good and understanding the strike zone. You know, he has a very good track record of hitting at the minor league level and now getting a chance to do it uh, with us here. We've needed it. Uh, He certainly stepped up right in the two hole and has been a nice guy to have in front of Robbie and Cruz and Sieges.
1: Chase will look back at the shields, the 2 2. Swing and a miss by Andrews for strike three. With a good off-speed pitch, and Chase DeYoung with his first strikeout tonight, and it's a big one. Pitch to Heredia, and it hits him.
3: And that'll force in a run. Pitch from Alvarez. Swung on, bounced up the middle, top spin into center field. Scoring is Sigur, right behind him's Heredia. Danny Valencia delivers a two-run single to the Mariners. Take a 5-1 lead here against the Texas Rangers, and a big smile at first base for Danny V. Here's Taylor Motter. And he swings, drives one into the gap, deep left center field, one hop off the fence, scoring is Cruz, here comes Valencia, he'll stop at third, and Taylor Motter doubles in another run, and the Mariners have a 6-1 lead, 3-1 to Gamble, and a pitch swung on, line drive, left center field, Valencia scoring, here comes Motter right behind him, Ben Gamble with his second hit of the inning, two more on the board for Seattle, it's
4: 8-1 Mariners. It definitely felt like it was contagious there. Um... Yeah, it was doing whatever it takes, really, that inning to get it to the next guy. And we did a really good job. I think we sent, what, seven, eight, eight guys at bat that inning?
1: Uh, it was it was amazing. Here's the set by Altavilla. And the 2-2 pinch. Swing and a fly ball into deep center field. Going back, Heredia to the 1-8 track. He's there and makes the catch, and the ball game is over. The Mariners win it by a score of 8-2 to two over the Texas Rangers tonight. And they even up the series at 1-1 apiece. See you later!